When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, everybody. What's up, Nadia? Not much, Lon. Last week's episode was such a snoozer. Yeah. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Yeah. It just keeps getting pretty... Uh, pretty monotonous at this point this was like the filler episode where they mm. just keep extending i felt like there was nothing really new there there were some new things but they were very small things and the rest it was continuing plot lines that they've started almost three or four episodes ago and it's just kind of getting tired <laughs> yeah i mean case in point bilal and <laughs> And Shaida's still on that whole We're still talking situation. about this. We're still talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They keep harping on it. But what we do you think? Sk- we, I mean, we can skip over them. There's really nothing new to say. We know she wants to protect herself. We know that this is the prenup. She's talked about trying to build the yoga studio. But I think with this episode, it was like, well, if, if you're going to build that with my help, right, then it's then it becomes his as well, like his Mm -hmm. asset too, or something like that. Yeah. But again, she wants protection from that. So they just need to both lawyer up and and drop something that's like mutually beneficial instead of trying to force the prenup on all of us at this point. Like, come on. (laughs) I was going to ask you what you thought about what Bilal said, right? Like where he explained that he will be helping her build that yoga business. However, that's also his business. So he should get a piece of the revenue or profit or whatever. So in that case, do you think he has a claim to it? I mean, I do. And again, I don't know how all this works and on the religious side of things, but he's just so, so business. Like for me, it's just too much. And I think she also tried to flip it on him. Like if things were reversed, I'm not as deep as Bilal is into money like that. But if I were going to help somebody, that's what it is. It's help. Mm. And if I were to help you grow that business and then your business profited, like I helped you with that, I don't want to entitle myself to that. If mm. you want to break me off 25% or whatever, that's cool. But like, I wanted to help you out of the kindness of my heart, not because I wanted money from it. If things ever went wrong with our relationship, I'm just like, really, are, are you really going to harp on that? I don't know. And it just gave me more reason not to like the guy. Well, that's now that becomes mine too. Okay, like I get it because you're helping with her and you've helped fund it. I get that, but you're helping her, right? You're her husband or you're going to be her husband, right? Can you just write it off as a gift? Do you take half of gifts that you give? Do you know like yeah. the way I see it, right? If it's help and you're just helping her, help her out of the kindness of your heart. <laughs> Let her have this because everything else in the prenup is you. Yep, yep. And I thought it also 
it's only right that he helped her because she did give up. She gave life. up everything already. Yeah. yeah, her career, her businesses in Trinidad. And as her husband, Bilal should help her and not really expect anything back. Right. That said, it made sense to me that he feels entitled because he's such a vile human being and I'm mm. not a fan of him. But I also think that what they need or what Shaida needs is a postnup. So a postnup would protect what they each make after their married. Mm. Whereas the prenup protects what Bilal has prior to coming into the marriage. So I get the prenup, but I think they need a postnup. And that's- Do either of them know what that is? Does <laughs> <Like, laughs> TLC know what it is? Can we get- let's get to the postnup, y'all? <laughs> yeah. Can we do that? TLC, <laughs> are you hearing this? Uh, Switch it up a little be bit. Starting this <laughs> into the episode, the post. Yeah. The post now, right? Yeah. And then they'll shove it to our face for like right. another five episodes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, until my, our noses bleed. Also, kind of monotonous or rather nothing happening between Kara and Guillermo yeah. from yeah. her spilling champagne on her friend. But what did the producers do wrong here? Because I feel like Kara is such an interesting character, but Together as a couple, I'm not enticed, Lon. I'm not really intrigued by their story. Yeah, there isn't really an angle. I think um, they really want to make her out to be a controlling, like older person. And he's just the young guy fighting like for control of the relationship. I think with this episode, there was one thing that was kind of the saving grace. And that was a short phone call with his mom. Mm. And she kind of was like, you know what? Kara's a good woman. She's an adult. You need to let her be who she is, you know? And she wrapped it up in a nice little bow, which I made a note of. And I actually liked when she said, marriage is not a prison, son. That was like, ah, yes, there you go. And, you know, I think they closed that scene off with Guillermo just really thinking like, wow, okay, (laughs) okay, yeah. And that's just really what it is. I understand that there's a power struggle here. Mm. And Guillermo was constantly like, I wouldn't say berated. Berated is a strong word. But when we say, you know, somewhat infantilized and, you know, is left out of certain decisions and things, part of it, I think, is because there's an expectation on his end that he needs to have a say in everything she does. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't feel that way. Like if she wants to hang out with her friends and you don't, that's cool. You don't, but don't stop me from doing that. Those are my friends (laughs) and this is my life, right? Things like that. So the mom, you know, obviously I I don't think she sided with Kara, but I think she was like, look, Kara's an adult. Are you going to really going to give her these rules? Like you need to, (laughs) you need to stay home or you need to do X, Y, Z. And she just said, Marriage isn't a prison and it shouldn't Mm. be for both for either of them. Yeah. Right. On the same end, you're not being locked down and you can also be an adult and have your own things too. So, you know, that was what I got out of their parts of the, this episode. Yeah. Uh, My other key takeaway from their scenes is one of her, I guess, bridal party or bridesmaid Jasmine said that Guillermo does need to put his foot down. Yes. Because I think her friends recognize how controlling and what her personality is like. And I I mean, even though they're her friends, I think they're also sympathetic towards Guillermo because look, even Kara said that she's a lot 
if she had to marry herself, she would be like, okay, I'm a lot. She <laughs> yeah. said that. So she's self-aware. And I think that's pretty much it. I feel like their yeah. story is not as compelling as, say, the next couple that we're about to talk about, which is Jibri and Miona. <laughs> <laughs> Jibri! Okay, so on Twitter, everyone's, I think, in consensus that Jibri does need to grow up. And I think this episode showed how much he really does need to grow up. Mm. And um, his parents are really putting their foot down. Mm. <laughs> there goes that phrase, right? Yeah. And, and really insisting that he needs to move out. And he keeps asking for more help. And I think, too, what we're getting is that this isn't a surprise. And that this time frame, this window, has always been this way. And it makes me think Jibri is just afraid. He's afraid to pull the trigger on certain things. He's maybe insecure about a lot of things pertaining to finances, his future. And, you know, like living off of his parents is kind of the safe. Well, I don't always take the safe path or whatever. When his friend was telling him not to let go of the truck or whatever, he was like, well, well this is it this is your way of getting out of that safety net then is to yeah. take this gamble and not live off of your parents. And like, Miona is all for it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Miona yeah, is totally. like, Miona's quietly yeah, like, agreeable. Let's, let's <laughs> go. Yeah. If he wants to do big boy things, this is one of those things. And like, I understand that he's under a lot of pressure, but I think this is ultimately going to be the best move for the both of them. Mm. I was actually going to ask you, I was going to lead this discussion with asking you whether you think that they overstayed or have they been wrongfully kicked out because I can see that it's both ways mm. because and you've already explained that your stance on this is you think that Jibri has overstayed I thought that because he's not stable according to him right because we don't know he's probably receiving a lot of money from TLC but yeah. <laughs> he's not stable enough financially that he wants more time to be under his parents roof which I thought is okay but I guess that leads me to my other question Lon why is the U.S. or the you know in this case well maybe it's the U.S. or maybe it's the Western culture in general why is the U.S. adamant about their kids not living with their parents yeah. So I, I don't know, because my parents, they wanted us. My parents, if anything, wanted us to stay home. And, and yeah, you know, my parents um, it, it was, if anything, they're afraid that you won't make it and stay here and blah, blah, blah. So like, I don't understand that whole mentality. Maybe it comes from previous generation. So kind of circling back and it somewhat relates to this, I think, and I wrote a question, I, I wrote it in, as a question in my notes. Are they doing this because this is the deal that was agreed upon or, or is there a bit, a little bit of passive aggressiveness because the they're, because they're salty. Yeah. 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 yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was Salt like, Island right there. <laughs> if the wedding was closer or whatever, or they wasn't in LA or yeah. maybe they were able to have their way on a couple of things, would they be more agreeable? Mm. Would they be like, yeah, you can have more time, of course. Yeah. But because things are like, okay, if this is how Jibri and Miona want to play it, they don't want to have the wedding here. You know, they don't want to do this. Well, okay, guys. Well, you know, because you're making up your minds on certain things, you can't stay here and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I did <laughs> like that. get that vibe too, that 
the parents were very salty about the fact that they're not getting married close by, like not in uh, South Dakota. They kept saying like, well, we need to make plans. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just a weak excuse. Like as yeah. parents, whatever it is, I think it's only right to drop everything that you do to make it to your kid's wedding. I don't know why they keep going back to like, we didn't have a chance to make plans or whatever. But I do get that the parents are probably annoyed that they are planless too, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't know when they're going to get married. They don't know exactly where, but they know it's not South Dakota. Right. Yeah, I just felt like that little retaliation from the parents yeah. it's almost like you know you want to play this game okay well let's yeah. uh let's because a few up. episodes ago right weren't they all up about gibri staying right yeah like, all of a sudden the tune changed like yeah <laughs> it's it's such a 180 i yeah. i don't understand <laughs> what happened there anyway how cool is it that you have a friend called temperature how did he get that nickname? Uh, yeah, TLC needs to explore <laughs> that, man. I was really interested to know the backstory. I'm just like Emily's dad too. I'm like, how do you get the name Temperature? Or I think, was it the mom or dad who asked like, why is he called Temperature? And Kobe was like, well, when I first came here, that's what they call him, Temperature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, Temperature brought his patriarchal vibes with him yeah. <laughs> to the dinner table and... You can tell that everyone got really upset. The, the temperature he... was definitely rising in that yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> he raised the temperature. He raised oh, the temperature a little bit in there. <laughs> he even spilled the beans about Kobe's origin. Yeah, what he the was heck? <laughs> from royalty. Kobe is basically Eddie Murphy from like coming to oh, America. Damn. Prince Akim. Yeah, d- yes. <laughs> He's Prince Akim. <laughs> what the heck is that about? Yeah, and he explained it as such, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we have uh, chiefdoms and yeah. there are rulers and stuff to it. And I was like, yeah, dude, this is coming to America, man. What yeah. the hell? Dude? He came to America. You know, he's from royalty. I'm already saying it. That's my WTF moment. Like, I was <laughs> like, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> what's going on here what the hell yeah. and i think everybody at the table was kind of like what and especially emily emily's like huh? yeah i know but notice that the first thing she said was so i'm gonna be a princess <laughs> like that. and then when he explained it she was like oh yeah but he has no money no nothing blah 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 yeah. and i was like the tune changed so quickly i mean that was a really pleasant surprise to know about his background right so he's yeah. not just any other dude from africa like he has some sort of stature about him i guess but what do you think about (laughs) temperature and his messaging i think maybe and i don't even know if this would have been a good conversation to have with emily but at the dinner table with the family and expressing themselves I hope this was a, this was one of those fabricated scenes because if this was a real scene and you're just going up into a family dinner and being this way as a guest at the table, that's you just, would not be invited again. That's just weird. Yeah, yeah. that's just so weird to, to be that way and to talk like that and yeah. to say, hey, you know what? This is how it is. And as an African man, this is how it goes. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And her dad was like, well, like now I know why you're not married. Yeah. <laughs> Try to make light of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, 
And then, you know, I don't know. I don't know when the right time would have been to have a conversation like this. I think what he was really trying to say to Emily, you can't treat him this way. It's a certain way where we're from. And it's pretty much how every season goes, right? When we get patriarchy involved is like, well, where I'm from, this isn't how it goes. Mm -hmm. Men are the top, right? Women (laughs) in the house, yeah. You're marrying an American woman. And this, that whole conflict between like, Foreign man, American, American woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I really don't know when the right time would have been, but I think if I were in, in his position, like I could have that conversation, still be kind of open-minded, but at least not come off as um, aggressive isn't the right word. I, I can't English tonight. It, you know what I mean? I, I would be maybe a little bit subtle about it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, wouldn't be I that just, forthcoming. It's it not was, a dinner conversation yeah. with a lot of people like that. Like I would... Take her to the side and say, hey, look, man, you know, glass of wine, you know, yeah. and like, hey, Emily, come here really quick. Let me talk to you. Yeah, let me talk so, to you. So, you know, it's kind of like this, but I'm, but I get it. You know, you're, you're an American. And, yeah. But it's kind of like this where, you know, like, like the but, way he come off to it's like he's schooling them. And yeah. Emily's sister felt attacked, too, because yeah. when she started jumping in to defend her sister or defend the whole situation and then the parents also had a say like you know her mom was saying like he may be an African man but she's an American woman so they have to compromise that's when you know that everyone felt triggered by it Mm -hmm. or everyone was triggered by it and that's not the kind of conversation right like dinner table conversation that you need to have especially when you first meet people like bro read the room yeah no read the room there wasn't the camera person excuse me i don't know if it was a cameraman camera woman or whatever you could tell when they're panning everyone's faces was just like <laughs> yeah their reactions are just like what? they had that right are now? you serious right yeah, now bro? Yeah. <laughs> you'd read the read the room man you temperature right <laughs> like, yeah definitely <laughs> also um talking about temperature rising let's talk about muhammad attending that fire ceremony <laughs> So let me start here. Um, maybe I forgot. I, I might have. And yeah. in fact, I think I, I did because I'm asking the question. So is, is she Native American? Is, is she yes. Wiccan? Okay. I was She's like, Native. She's Native okay, American. Okay. Yep. Okay. She's from the Apache tribe. Got it. That makes, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. I was like, okay. Yeah. So this- they have their own ritual. You know, I, I know we're supposed to not kind of like go off track here, but I'm currently watching Outlander. It's a period show. Uh, mostly about Scottish Highlander, but now they're in America in the 1700s and they're living side by side with Native American. So I feel like, yeah, the whole fire thing, it's definitely on brand with Native American. I just wish that Muhammad is a little bit more respectful. Mm-hmm. And, and I get why Eve is very disappointed to by him because like she's been supportive of his beliefs and tradition and she just wants the same right she just wants him to reciprocate I think in a way he is but also at the same time he's being grumpy because Mm -hmm. he's not liking the company around him too because they had offended him previously so I get that he was feeling uncomfortable because of the fact that he's witnessing something that is out of his own belief system and He's surrounded by people that had insulted him previously. So I get his predicament. It's definitely a tough spot to be. 
give him some slack. He's doing enough to support her, you know? Because I, I think as someone of a different religious belief, I don't think he can bring himself to participate. So I don't expect him to participate. But the fact that he's present, I think that was good enough. Right. So I like that he was present. But at the same time, you know, I, I get her frustration. Mm. She's not Muslim. Mm-hmm. But when she attended his rituals, she went all out. I wouldn't say, well, maybe not all out. But she wore the headscarf or whatever. Yeah. She did the prayers. You know, I don't know how strict a Muslim is, but like, for me, at least being raised Roman Catholic, I can go to different places and still maybe not practice their faith, but still kind of respect like oh, the yeah. rituals they have. Oh, do I need to take off my shoes here? Yeah. Is this where I'm supposed to bow and stuff? I can still be that way. And I think because she did that for him, she was expecting a bit more from sure. him. Yeah, yeah. And he was just... You know, what What did you think? And and God bless her friend, right? The friend that's constantly like smiling. She's like, hey, what about you? She's just trying to make everything like, you know, not weird for everybody, you know, yeah. and she's constantly smiling. You know, what did you think? And he was just like, oh, you know, the fire, it, it keeps me warm, kind of like downplaying the spirituality of it. And I get it. I get it, Muhammad. That's not your religion. But like, could you have just at least... You know what I mean? And it's tough. It's tough because when you really are strict and practicing your faith and stuff and, oh, and this is bad, this is off limits. I get it. Like, no, I can't do that. But she wasn't either. She's not Muslim either. And she did it. There again comes in that kind of imbalance where he's so like by the book and she's not Muslim, but yet she can come and try these things. And he's not as open to trying these things out. But you're right. You're right about the friends too. Like, if he's already coming in there with the mindset that these people hate me, I don't yeah. like them. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah and forget beca- about becomes, the ritual. <laughs> becomes doubly uncomfortable for him. And yeah. I want to say as, as someone who's born and raised a Muslim, like I have no qualms going to church or attending. If you had been invited. Yeah. To, if I've been that. invited, which I have nothing to religious though. Like I've been invited to like a, a Christmas thing in church. And I've attended a friend's Christian rock concert in church. <laughs> I've been to Vatican City. So mm. I, I thought that was quite a milestone too for someone who's not Catholic to go to right. Vatican City. I mean, it is beautiful to learn. And I'm a history buff. So that's why I, I thought it was cool. But there are other things to appreciate. Yeah, right, totally, right. totally. I've been to temples and all that. So I feel like people who are very strict... I can totally get because I know people who are like, I will never step into like another Mm. place of worship that's not mine. And it's like unfathomable. (laughs) Sorry, I can't English too, but they're just stuck in that belief system where like, okay, like you stay in your lane, I stay in my lane and I cannot participate. My God is going to strike me down. Yeah, like I'll I'll get struck (laughs) by lightning if I enter church. If I start praying to that fire, I'm dead tomorrow. Like yeah. Yeah. Like it's blasphemous, you know? Yeah. So I get it why he's like that. And I think we have to respect people's comfort level too, right? Like if mm-hmm. he's not comfortable taking part, he's not, you know, you can force it, I guess. Are we ready to talk about Beanie? Beanie the seamstress, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was like almost the highlight of their segment, right? Like, totally. T- I mean, he's so talented. He's a talented guy. He's it's just one talented. Starts dude. off the scene with him sewing and stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> what was he? Was he making a jacket? What was he? He was making, making a... Avi a pair of pants. A pair of pants. Oh, for the wedding. Dude, okay. pants are difficult. <laughs> yeah, like, this guy's a man of many talents. <laughs> totally, dude. I guess he must have made his own clothes too. But yeah, I think that was my only highlight. And the fact that you know they went on and on about how she's not sure if she wants to get married. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Before I close this out with them, newsflash: Eve and Muhammad are married, and they're still together. Hmm. I just thought you should know. Um, we're gonna have to dig deeper into that one later. Yeah, they're still married. There's, I have questions. Oh, they're have already so many, married. So many questions. I know, right? <laughs> so I guess the religious difference didn't really make. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead with uh, Bini and. Yeah, and this is ground we've already covered. Like Ari keeps saying, oh, I thought things would be different and, you know, we're, we're even more distant now. And like, I always roll my eyes because I'm just like, well, the distance is because he's trying to set himself up and you up for a future. You want him to get a job and start working? He's trying to get that into place, right? Exactly. So, you know, I get that he's not home and stuff like that. Eventually, think bigger picture here. You know, and she has the same complaints, but what would you rather do then? Like have him stay at home and get that physical distance, but then not work towards getting actual employment or establishing himself so you can live in that neighborhood that y'all drove through and that you showed him, you know what I mean? Or move to New York or wherever. Like, I think he's trying to to be successful here in in America. And I get that maybe she's lonely, but she could also support him through it and find ways to understand that there's a bigger picture here. There's, there's a a shared goal and to see it as in they're working towards the same goal. Maybe Mm. they're not doing it like close as close as maybe she wants to do it, but the goal is still a shared goal that he's working towards. Yeah. I'm just glad that Leandro cannot make it. (laughs) (laughs) to the wedding (laughs) that's my biggest takeaway from their scene oh my gosh yeah so it looks like Thais cannot make it to her own wedding I'm really shocked that we're seeing previews of her going back to Brazil and the first thing I thought was dude that's resetting your 90 day fiance visa so if she leaves that's it you cannot come back. It has to be 90 days inside America. Inside the U.S. Yeah. At least that's to my understanding wow. um, of the process. So that's why I'm surprised that he's letting her leave because that's money gone. Unless he knows a way of somehow not resetting the process. Maybe she filed some sort of extension. I don't really know. But I'm surprised that she's leaving. Okay. I think I know where she gets her wishy-washiness. I mean, her dad. Hello. I feel like the dad, if he doesn't like Patrick, he should have said that and not lead Patrick on. Because Patrick Mm -hmm. had the impression that the dad likes him. Mm. Right? And from what I'm hearing, Patrick claims he bought the dad gifts, spent time with him. Look, man, if you don't like the guy, why are you leading him on? Why are you giving him false hope, you know, giving him false impression that you're cool with him and you know you can potentially one day marry his daughter when you don't even trust him you don't trust americans in general then like now you're i don't know what's the term but you're accepting his gifts for the sake of you know for that benefit you're getting the benefits in reality you don't approve of their relationship so i can see why him being that way causes her to be that way as well 
Right. She's like, I want to pursue this relationship, but I know my dad doesn't like him. Almost like, I'm like trying to circumvent it, you know? Right. Like, it's almost like not saying something or not being forthcoming with a person, like as a character trait, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to tell my dad just the same way. Like he's not going to really tell you, but <laughs> yeah, we're going to. <laughs> that's why I say they're being like wishy-washy. wishy-washy. But, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, do you think then that the onus was on her? So I think maybe him saying, you know what? I really don't like this guy. He has a lot of influence. We'll start there. He has a lot of influence on her and she admits it. She said, you know, there's been rarely a time or when I've gone against my dad's wishes or that I've disagreed with my dad or whatever. So it makes me wonder then if there's maybe this unspoken, maybe not rule, but guideline that what I say goes. And maybe, maybe him saying, I don't like him was his way of saying, you need to break up with this guy, you know, (laughs) and he was thinking she would have iterated that to Patrick or that she would have just broke it off and that would be the end of it. But instead, she went against it and, mm-hmm. and rather than confront him about it, she just wanted to dodge the issue completely. So yeah. not tell him about it and then not tell Patrick about it because if Patrick found out, then Patrick would force her to confront the issue. And now Patrick is on the other side of the I told you so. This is exactly what she wanted to avoid. and. Be careful what you wish for. Like, yeah. and I think it was the right move as a guy. This traditional thing like crosses cultures, right? I think between men, it's it's just one of those things. You tell the father or you speak with the family, you get the blessing. Somebody, right. yeah. somebody from the family needs to be okay with you marrying yeah. their daughter. So I understand that. And I think it was the right move. It just in this case, the repercussions were not favorable. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to see how it all plays out. But it uh, looks like, yeah, like you said in the preview, looks like she's out of here. Yeah. Yep. Now I'm curious to know what's going to happen to them. Do you think it's because her dad is saying, she didn't quite say my dad wants me back. Yeah, she, she said, said she misses her dad and she means, I told you, man, they're both I wishy-washy. miss it there. Yeah, like she they, said, I miss my They're not home. being forthcoming. Like, just tell Patrick, like, if you respect him enough you should just tell him the truth and say look my dad doesn't bless our marriage what am I gonna do what do you think we should do and maybe if Patrick respects boundaries but also loves her I think he would go back to Brazil with her and convince the dad like hey I'm for real like I really want to marry your daughter I Mm. love her let her live with me in the U.S. and maybe compromise like maybe She'll spend time with you in Brazil during the summer or something like that. Make some sort of arrangement to appease right. that. It doesn't need to end here. It's- yeah. Right. I just don't know what's going to happen. But if Next I were season to- on 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I see where you're going with this, Patrick and Thais. I see it now. Yeah, but no, you're right, though. All jokes aside, you're right. If this is the play, then go there. If hmm. her thing was, okay... We got to prove to my dad that we're for real and that we love each other. She just went about it wrong. Mm. She just went about it like, if we get married without telling him, he'll know we're for real. No, 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 no. If the play is let's convince the dad, then yeah, that's the way to do it. And then Patrick needs to get a ticket, meet the guy, shake his hand and say, I'm going to take care of her. And we love each other. Like, yeah. Yeah. And also give him a ticket to attend their wedding. Mm -hmm. So he's motivated to, to see how real it is. Yeah. 
I just feel like it's being dramatic for the sake of being dramatic, you know, the whole flying yeah. back to Brazil. All right, Lan, that is our coverage of last week's episode of 90 Day Fiancé. What is your WTF moment? Oh, you already said it. Yeah. <laughs> He's Prince Hakim. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we got a legit, we got a legit prince on the show, man. And that's cool. And maybe, and obviously, it's not everything Hollywood says it is, but that's just really That's cool more to believable. Know. Yeah. That's just cool. To, royalty is royalty, right? Yeah. And it comes, you know, it comes with this whole thing that we maybe we don't we don't always see it. And it doesn't need to be like flashy thing, right? There's an episode, you know, you you put me onto the show a while back. Was it The Queen? I forget. Mm-hmm. There's a scene. It's a British show. I think it's called The Crown. The, the Crown. The Crown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he visits and, and it's an actual leader. It's an actual king in a tribe in Africa, if I remember correctly. And he's just kind of like mocking, you know, like her husband or whatever, boyfriend. I don't know who he is at the time. I forget. It was a long time ago. It was, it was season one, y'all. Well, he Prince Philip? Off. Yeah. And he's oh, all yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's just being somewhat disrespectful. It's yeah. the, it, treat him like royalty. He's treating you like royalty. But because it's not maybe to the European standard of of lavishness and mm. jewels and, mm. and, and fancy cloths and There's stuff. There's no it's, decorum. Right. <laughs> it's, their, it's their representation of what royalty is in their culture, right? And I, he wasn't like taking it seriously. He was kind of mocking the tribe and stuff. And similar in this sense, I didn't expect that. It wasn't just a prejudgment. It's just that it's cool. That's cool that like, yeah. whoa, we have a legit guy here that's like royalty in in his country and uh, he didn't make a big deal out of it he didn't even really tell people or even mention it to emily to begin with so my jaw was like almost dropped i was like wait what and i just thought it was a wtf in a good way like wow that's very surprising tlc pulled out a hat trick there like that's that's really cool yeah totally good job tlc that's a gem (laughs) right there my wtf moment is temperature <laughs> yeah yeah what bringing the, the temperature to <laughs> the brought, room he brought the, he brought the heat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just don't think that was the most comfortable dinner setting no. or the most comfortable dinner conversation to be had but yeah temperature came in guns blazing trying to school all these americans about how a wife should be <laughs> unsuccessfully Uh, unsuccessfully i appreciate the fact that the folks in the room pushed back lightly but i think they were very appalled by what Mm -hmm. he said so yeah (laughs) temperature gotta give it to you man you uh (laughs) (laughs) you did your thing but it it wasn't really seen favorably right Something in that scene is probably how he got his nickname. I'm just having trouble putting it together. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure somewhere in there is, is how, how he got that name. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say, if I mean, I know we're a WTF podcast, but if there's a mic drop moment, I want to give it to GB's dad. Because when GB said, like, I feel like I'm a 15 year old and his dad say, I feel like you're acting like one. Yeah, and I was like, boom! <laughs> like, that, yeah, like, giving it to him. <laughs> Shots fired right there. <laughs> so yeah, that would be uh, my mic drop moment. Lon, I guess our listeners would want to know what have you been up to? What are you watching? What are you listening? Mm, 
Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I hate to bring this up, but I started binging the one that's on uh, 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 the next season on Netflix of um, what is it? Uh, the marriage one. Um, Married, at, married first at first sight. sight. Married yeah. at first sight. Oh, damn. Yeah, you, you're I, you're I into that. Binging that one again. Yeah. So yeah. I saw that. I also watched this documentary uh, on Hulu. Uh, Victoria's Secret mm. and it is about Victoria's Secret and Lex Wesner but they tie it into Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein right they try to focus it on the connection between Lex Wesner Jeffrey Epstein and how that ties into Victoria's Secret mm. and I think the insinuation with the young models it's Oof. just not a good look right yeah. like definitely an eyebrow razor there mm. and there were some Definitely some some surprising information. I don't want to spoil it if anyone's going to watch it. But if any of that interests you, I highly recommend it. Awesome. Awesome. I am watching Only Murders in the Building still. I, I'm still going through season one. That's on and my I'm list. And I'm glad that there's going to be a third season coming. I guess people must have liked the show. And also, I am back at Outlander, like I mentioned earlier in this podcast. I keep postponing it like I watched the first episode of season four and I was like eh, I'm not interested but then the more I watch it the more I'm so fascinated with it I think I briefly described it earlier it's it's a romantic story that has a bit of a sci-fi time traveling yeah. element to it a touch of the supernatural right? right yeah previously the backdrop was Europe you know, mostly in the Scotland Highlands, in France, I think in one of the season, and it talks about the Culloden War or the war at Culloden between the Highlanders and the Redcoats, the British Army at that time, His Majesty's Army. Now, the season four that I just finished watching is uh, set in America during 1790-something, I think, or 1770-something mm-hmm. when uh, the settlers first came to the U.S., Specifically in the colonies, the two lovers, they're based in, um, I believe they're based in North Carolina. Okay. And um, Raise up, get your shirt off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should say that louder. North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, North Carolina was just simply all pasture and forest. And yeah, they're living side by side with Native Americans and they explore how that's like and the one thing that i just want to comment because i don't want to spoil it is that tax man tax tax is such a big issue even that back was, then yeah you know even back then i think that's why the the tea was spilled right in the boston, uh, boston tea harbor. Was spilled, yeah in the harbor <laughs> the boston harbor yep <laughs> so this yeah is the latest season season four no, the latest season is season six. So I'm actually catching There's up. There's six seasons of Outlander already? Yeah. What? It's based on a book. And the book is, I think she has a lot of books. And they're even trying to do a prequel to the book. So I watched, I want to say, the first two seasons. I didn't think I was that far behind. It's one mm-hmm. of those where I go, oh, I can catch up. I can catch up. Yeah. Six seasons? Mm-hmm. What the crap? Okay. Yeah, no, wow. it, it gets better. It gets better because, <laughs> like, think about it, right? Some of the key characters of this show came from the future, trying mm-hmm. to live a life in, like, New World America. So think about, like, 
you know, they're trying to explain to people why they shouldn't take mercury because it's poison. They're trying to explain to people like, hey, don't don't fight right now because there will be a war coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, can, I remember that away. from the previous ones. And she was because of that, you know, and this goes into witchcraft. And they yes. were like, she's a witch. Yeah, she had to stand on trial, and there yes. wasn't without saying too much, y'all. You got to watch the show. Yeah, there yeah. was somebody remember, who was also a time traveler yes. that she didn't know. It, it's a yeah, crazy yeah. show. I love it's a crazy it. Crazy show. I just need to catch up, but you know what? It's slow pace, <laughs> but I think if you're someone who appreciates history and attention to detail, like it's really mind blowing, and it covers a lot of stuff too. Like even there's okay, they even cover homosexuality because mm. during that time, people don't know how to process that. And of course, like Claire, who's the main protagonist, you know, she is a nurse in, mm-hmm. during her present time, but she came back and now she has to call herself a healer because otherwise people think she's a witch. Right. And she's still trying to convince people that she's actually uh, capable of surgery, but because she's a woman, woman yep. <laughs> in 18th century America, like no one trusts her. You know, right. All the men are looking at her like, what? She's a woman. No, call the real physician. Right, um, and she, here she is trying to do surgery on a hernia, and people don't believe her. It's yeah, right. I don't even think back then they were allowed to get higher education, right? No. At that, yeah. no, 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 not yeah. at all, not at all. Like women are still right. Wow. I mean, think about so for her to be performing way. surgery is like the fuck yeah. is this? Shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't trust her to do anything that obviously are predominantly done by men you know right. anyway that's uh my spiel on man, outlander i gotta get back on that i gotta get i back know on dude that. you got oh man <laughs> i didn't just, know i was that far it. behind stick it to it, like, man. Just, it's slow but stick to it it just hooks you now i cannot stop watching it anyway that is all mon do you have any final words to say to our listeners uh no no i think we're good all right well everyone thank you for listening share subscribe like <laughs> follow <laughs> share like follow the podcast <laughs> yeah spread the word yep and um leave your ratings if you can and until next time be kind to one another and bye-bye bye-bye thanks for listening wtfers if you love the podcast give us a five-star review on spotify apple or wherever you get your podcasts it is appreciated and really helps us out You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.